0: Welcome to Curtain Call, where TFC students take their final bows. I'm here with Reagan Paul. Say hi, Reagan. Hi. Hi. Um, Reagan, uh, the first time I ever met you was to ask to be on this show. So, yeah. I don't really know you that much. So, why don't you just tell us about yourself? Yeah. So, I am a
1: current senior. Um, I'm studying cross cultural adult education with a TESOL minor. Um, in hopes to do mission work long-term, we'll see what happens after college. Um, but, yeah,
0: I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You mentioned uh, missions. Do you yeah. have a place you feel like God's calling you towards in missions?
1: Um, No, I'm honestly open to anywhere that the Lord is pushing me to go. I definitely am... Feeling a push towards the 1040 window, which is the area of unreached peoples, um, so that's going to be like Asia, Middle East, Northern Africa areas. So yeah, yeah, any of those areas, I'm pretty yeah. I feel
0: open like to. I feel like there's a big focus there in the missions world currently. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so. Uh tell me uh do you like have any siblings or yeah so I have
1: two sisters I'm the youngest sibling <laughs> um, which explains a lot of who I am as a person um but yeah I have two older sisters one is actually about to get married oh, um, which is really exciting yeah it's super exciting and then the oldest one is already married and she's actually she lives in Nashville but she's about to move to Florida so It's really exciting. I'll have a place to go for vacation, Um, maybe go to Disney or to the beach, so that will be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: um, my listeners will probably be very familiar with these questions, mostly because I forgot to write you some new questions. I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) Wait, it's totally okay. It's Uh, always different.
0: New person, different answers. So, uh, what led you to come to TFC?
1: Yeah. So missions actually was a big part of it. So I'm actually glad I mentioned that earlier. Um, I, in my last couple years of high school, so I felt pretty called to missions um, throughout high school. um, Maybe like the end of my middle school years was when the first, like the first time I really felt a really strong push to do missional work, humanitarian work, stuff like that. And so when I was looking for a school, which at the time I actually didn't think I was going to go to college, um, my plan honestly was to go overseas for a year and do a gap year program and then see what's up with that, (laughs) like what's next. Um, And so long story short, one of my friends, um, Brooke Beasley, actually, I grew up with her in high school and she told me. Like, hey, you should check this school out. They have an amazing missions program, and I was like, mm, I don't know. And so I came for a campus visit, and I liked it. I wasn't like pretty. I wasn't sold on it. Yeah. Um. And then I came for campus preview, and like fell in love with it. Um. And I actually talked to a couple of the cross cultural professors. Um. And that for me was clarifying to know like, okay. Like, this is where I want to be, one, because it's fun, and I love it, and two, like, I'm going to get good training. So, yes. that's kind of how I ended up here, was through um, just a yeah. lot of different people.
0: Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think cross-cultural studies, um, granted, I'm not a cross-cultural studies major, but mm. I think that's probably one of the biggest majors here yeah
1: it's pretty popular so (laughs) the the cross-culture department definitely is popular yeah uh
0: well next question uh what's a what's a favorite memory of your time here (laughs) that you could think of
1: favorite memory so i saw this so, for the listeners out there, Meg actually sent me some questions ahead of time just so I could, like, prepare, and this question I saw and laughed because it was really hard to, like, solidify or pick, a, like, my favorite memory because I've had so many crazy ones. Let me think for a second. I got to narrow it. I had a couple of options in my mind, but...
0: That's okay. Uh, some of my guests have mentioned two, at yeah, least. Yeah, about two. Okay, yeah. well, that's good to know. Um, I...
1: Favorite memory, like, specifically at TACOA, with TACOA people?
0: Uh, at, at here at TFC, okay. uh, like... On campus? Yes. Okay. One of my first favorite memories um,
1: was my freshman year. Um, we had... Winterum, which is like Mm -hmm. the class that you're required to take some people go overseas for it some people take it on campus and i took it on campus with my friends and i had started like becoming friends with new people yeah um, which was like kind of exciting and so during this time it snowed really hard on (laughs) campus like almost the most I've ever seen, just, like, in my life, because I'm from Atlanta and Georgia. So I was super excited. Some of my friends were from Florida, so they were, like, freaking out. And we actually ended up – I don't know how this worked out, but somehow – I impulsively bought, like, the day before 70 eggs from Walmart because I was a stupid freshman. And so I had a box of 70 eggs, and I was like, oh, my gosh, let's do a snow breakfast dinner. Like, because it's snowing, let's have a huge breakfast and, like, have fun. And so we we set out probably, like, three long tables in the middle of the student center at, like, 8 o'clock at night. And we all went to, like, our dorms. Like, the boys went to theirs. We went to ours. I cooked, like probably 30 to 40 eggs, and then some people use the French toast. Uh, I mean, the eggs for French toast. And so we had this huge, like, table of people, and it was, like, really funny because there were, like, random people there. And, like, I think my favorite memory was Jonathan Hollis was there. And I hadn't had, like, any connections with him, and he showed up, and, like, I just, like, learned how funny he was. It was just, like, really good time. Um, So that was probably, honestly, one of my favorite memories at Tacoa. Yeah, because um, it was just so random and spontaneous, but also like helped me to like become friends with who I'm like closest with today.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it it that sounds like it was a lot of fun and uh, it was uh, for sure. Yes, um, and I'm sure everyone enjoyed themselves. Wait, yeah, it was so good. Um, <laughs> uh, next question. Um. What's something about yourself that most people don't know about you? <laughs> in what context are we talking about? Like, in general? Well, just something that a um, few of your closest friends know. Like, you have, like, a hobby that Wait. very few people know. Or So, I have, I have this really weird thing
1: that, honestly, like, I don't even... Some of my close friends know this, but not all of them. Um, first of all... This is really stupid, but I can curl my tongue into a three-leaf clover, um, and I'm really, really proud of it. People that are listening, you can't see it, but Meg's watching me do it, and I'm really proud of it. Um, that was just, like, a stupid one, but an actual thing that's really funny is I am a huge agriculture nerd, mm-hmm. and, like, I know a fair amount of stuff about agriculture, Um I actually, before I came to school, I actually thought that I was going to be on a agricultural trek. Um, and that's kind of like, even though the Lord was pushing me towards missions, I thought I was going to like be a horticulturalist or I said that wrong, a botanist or
0: yeah. something
1: to do with that. And so that's just one thing about me is I'm a really big nerd about um, the outdoors and about nature. And I'm a pretty big I've And a lot of people know this. I'm a very big advocate for the environment and environmental care.
0: So Yeah. yeah. uh, Have you taken a few um, outdoor leadership education electives?
1: So I haven't. I actually didn't really have room, sadly. I wanted to so bad. (laughs) Um, I didn't have room because of... um, my minor. I actually it filled every single one of my electives because I decided to go with TESOL uh, oh, but I yes. yeah, but I did take a theology of creation care class. Um and then I took like earth science. Yeah. But that was the main. So actually I did like all of the environmental classes all throughout high school. I did um agricultural sciences <laughs> and I this is something super weird, a weird fact that people should know. I actually didn't like a ton of competitions and so i did a cow judging competition where you like literally judge cows like show cows like Mm -hmm. based on their frame of their hips like everything like and i also did like a floral competition so i just know a lot of weird facts about agriculture what's your favorite animal (laughs) um i do love cows um (laughs) because they're very cute but i would say my favorite animal is the dog which is like pretty basic, but I, yeah, literally love dogs so much. So, do you have any dogs? Um, yes. So my, I personally don't because I'm at college. But my sister, um, who lives at home actually has a little baby beagle. He's yeah. actually one. Uh, I'm gonna show Meg a picture
0: of him. I know you guys can't see because you're listening. Oh, he's a he's a brown and white dog with like a white striped down his face yeah he's just like a beagle puppy and he is the cutest dog ever so yeah Yeah, i really love him yeah um i have a dog too um, Really? yeah um i live off campus but oh so
1: you're able to have a dog yeah
0: that's so nice um his uh i still live with my family but his name is chief and uh, that is so cute oh my gosh and the He's a big dog but he but he still acts like a puppy, even I though he's big a big dogs. dog. What kind of dog is he? Uh we're not a hundred percent sure. We think he's either a um half German shepherd, half lab. Oh. Or a Sweet trans boy. Or a Transylvanian hounds. Oh so, so either of those. One of the two you don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um but it's interesting. Uh he has a tendency to get into trouble, but he's got like the sweetest face in the world. So every time he, I love it. So every time he gets in trouble, we're like scolding him, and then we're like, oh, I can't stay mad at that face. Wait, yeah, I'm the worst.
1: Thank goodness, my sister owns him and not me because I like he like loves me the best. And that sounds really conceited, but he really does because I like give him so many things and spoil him because I love him and I like can't I can punish him but it's like really hard so I'm really kind like I don't own him and my sister owns him so yes yeah I like to be the aunt where I can like spoil a dog aunt where I can just like spoil him so yeah
0: well uh on to the next question yeah uh what has God taught you during your time at TFC sheesh
1: that's a loaded question um literally all of the above I came here (laughs) so like just like I mean pretty typical for the age that I was at but just at a place of um um I was on fire for the Lord wanting to know more but not having a way and so coming to Toccoa gave me that um biblical background that I had been just, like, craving so deeply, but not knowing how to do it. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that – gosh, that's so hard. So Literally so much. Um, I, I'll do this. So something that I've recently been learning, because um, this can help me sum it up to, like, what it has been in the past. Um, something I've recently been learning is that – God has wanted me in a place of desperation for Him and wanting me to be like longing for Him deeper and deeper. And so I think throughout college, I've just seen God's goodness. I've seen His glory, even though for a good amount of time in college, I've had a rough, a rough time with just a lot of things, all of the above family, personal life, working through emotions, um, money, jobs. Um, planning for my future, and, like, all through that, God was consistently, like, just revealing himself to me and saying, like, here I am, and, like, you need to be desperate for me. So, I think all in all, like, seeing God's goodness, seeing his love for his people, and also seeing that, like, the things that I deeply care about, like, the Lord also cares for, and so, That has just been comforting. Like, to know, like, okay, all of these social justice issues that I see in the world. Like, God cares for that. Like, he
0: cares for the hurting. He cares for the environment. So. Yeah, I feel like that's something, like, I've been learning to about God caring. And I feel like knowing that he cares Mm. um, helps people care more. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, um. I don't know. I mean, I've always cared for people, but not the same way I do now. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's more, it is due to that realization Mm. that I, I mean, I feel like it's, it's weird. I, there are these people who I don't even know I've never met before in my life, but I've heard about in my life who I've been praying to come to Christ because, oh my goodness, they're beautiful people. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I, like, a couple weeks ago, oh, you were there. This is when me and Meg talked for the first time. So I actually had the opportunity to speak in chapel. And I mentioned, like, that God has been pushing me into a season of, like, seeing his goodness in everything. And something that has just recently, like, honestly been, like, destroying me. That's like, sounds really dramatic. But, like, changing me in such a deep way. Um, Bob Goff has a quote. I don't know if you know Bob Goff. Um, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's an author. He's really fun. Um, his podcasts are incredible. Um, but he's he has a quote that says, like, the moment that we see people as ordinary, we're turning, like, the wine back into water. Yeah. And every day I just think of that. And, like, any conversation, any moment that I get to spend, like, talking to people – like recently has meant so much more than it has in the past to know like oh my gosh like the lord has created them so special and unique and like they're incredible like because of
0: god's mighty hand you know yeah. so and and it's interesting that how there's people in this world who don't realize that or, or how there are people in this world who feel th- feel the need to stay away from certain people because mm-hmm. of because of who they are. I mean, yeah, there are people in life who could influence you to get off the beaten path, but still, everyone, even, like... Mm. Like, recently, I got to read this um, story about these church ladies who went to a strip club to to minister to the strippers (laughs) there, and and, um, they treated them like people which is something that the strip club ladies were not expecting
1: yeah i think it's so easy like like it's so natural for us to like not get along with people and that's just because one of like different personalities two like sin is in this world and like our hearts have been so I, I learned this in a class that, like, I'm showing holding my hands up for those listening, but for the, I can explain a little bit. Like, our life is kind of like a triangle, and, like, God is at the top, and then people are at the bottom. At cor- <laughs> excuse me. People are at one side of the corner on the bottom, and then creation is at the other side of the corner. And, like, when the fall happened, like, that whole triangle was broken. Like, our relationship with God was broken, God's relationship with us was broken. People's relationship with creation was broken. And creation's relationship with people was broken. And so, like, once that happened, like, our view of others were tainted. Our view of others chose to see the bad and the sin and the um, just, like, dirtiness of humanity that had become in all of us. And so it's so natural to just, like, get frustrated with people and be like, why are you saying that? Like, Or, like, you know, just, like, political differences or um all of the above it's so easy but knowing like despite our differences like we are going to sit together at the throne of God like at his feet and we're all going to praise him and like putting putting aside those differences and saying like at the end of the day we're human and like we have that in common and like just seeing good in people
0: yeah um don't we all don't we all bleed don't we all tickle when don't we all laugh when tickled yeah so some people <laughs> some people don't t- aren't ticklish but yeah i was your a, point is valid your I point was, is saying we're human i was attempting to quote shakespeare there but i don't remember the whole quote oh wow but i'm dumb
1: i wouldn't even noticed. yeah hey,
0: but that's a good that's
1: a good quote yeah i like it i'm about it
0: yep <laughs> shylock uh that's the character who said what i was saying oh, i was like what
1: <laughs> shylock who's that wait no that's good
0: <laughs> yeah i love it uh all right next question um what will you miss the most about your time at tfc oh <sighs> <sighs> hard question this is something
1: i've been wrestling with recently about leaving um all of the above, not homework.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, now that's the next question. <laughs>
1: um, I will miss the professors. Um, I will miss the relationship I have with the staff, the professors, um, what they're pouring into me has been so, so, so special and I can never trade it for anything. Um, yeah. and so I'm just going to miss having that, like, just, like, consistent, like, pouring into, like, by people here, like, this conversation, like, I'm gonna leave feeling filled, and, like, (laughs) when does that just, like, happen outside of Dakota, you know, like, just, like, being able to sit down with someone and say, like, like, God is so good, and, like, I don't know, I'm just gonna miss that a lot, and, um, obviously, like, my friends, like, my close
0: friends, that's gonna be, yeah, hard. That's the same for me, too, because, like, I'm a, okay, I've mentioned this in every interview, but I'm a part of the TFC Theater Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a part of. And I've made a lot of friends there. That's amazing. And although there's no way I'm going to stay away from them. Wait,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: It's just. It's just like the leaving. Yeah. Yeah um yeah um do you have anyone like like that like people who you know you're never gonna yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
1: I have some friends that I know like obviously like once you leave like relationships are gonna change just because of proximity but like there are certain people I know like you will always have a special place in my heart and like I'm not like like you're gonna be in my life forever, and like I'm not gonna let that change. And whether it's like years before I see them, like I know that they're gonna be like held so special in my heart. So yes, I have a couple friends that um want to give them a quick shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout out um to Drew Reinhardt and Riley and Cecily and Colson and Brooke um, and a couple other people that I won't name because I don't want the list to go on forever. Um, But there are just, there are just people that I know, like, like our friendship will continue and just like, yeah. So, or praying. And even if not just praying, like.
0: And, And the thing is, is that I, there are experiences where you do not see someone for a long period of time and then you expect to have like no connection with the, them by the time you meet again but then you do and then you talk like you guys it's never literally parted. yeah
1: and i know that's how it's gonna be so yeah i'm just it's gonna be hard and different
0: but i'm and, excited to see what god's gonna do and the thing is is even if you do never see those people again the fact that you know you're going to miss them makes that friendship worth it. Mm-hmm.
1: That's so sweet. I loved that. <laughs> you better preach.
0: I liked that. That was sweet. Yes. I like it. I think I s- stole that idea from a friend of mine. Hey, but... it's okay. <laughs> Plagiarize it. Don't tell him. <laughs> Sorry, Joshua Bogo.
1: Uh-oh. Bogo! <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, you know Bogo. Yeah, the guy that carries a water gun that's like thirty thousand feet long.
0: <laughs> I of course red curly hair. Yes. Yeah. Of
1: course, I know who it is.
0: Yeah. Um, his uh, wife Cami. Cam- Cammy, she was the last person interviewed on this. Oh really? Yes. Are they expecting? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to
1: say. I feel like they posted something, and that's why I say yeah. that. I'll have to look. Everyone, disregard what I said. Yeah. I asked that because everyone's expecting. Allie and Jake, Ro- Ali and Jake Underhill having yeah. a girl. <laughs> well, you kind of mentioned this a bit earlier, but what's something you will not miss? What's <laughs> something I will not miss? Well, I said homework, but I don't even mean that because I think I will miss. I don't think I'm gonna miss um, the stress. Yes, of college. <laughs> I know I will miss like doing homework for like learning purposes, but I'm not gonna miss stress. Yes.
0: Not at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, me personally, there have been times whenever I went home crying Wait, <laughs> from stress.
1: would <yeah>. really <laughs> be up at, like, 2 a.m., like, stress out of my mind about a paper, so. E- even if it's one you know you can get done easily. Wait, yeah. It's always the short ones that are.
0: Yeah, but the good news is that I'm, there's people in my life who know how to help me whenever I'm stressed like sometimes my I think I mentioned this before in another interview but there are times whenever my mom likes there's this one time my mom got me in the car drove me to McDonald's to get sweet tea and then drove me home
1: <laughs> oh my gosh I love
0: it uh, what's one of your favorite stress relief hacks okay
1: the best stress relief hack listen to this. this it really works one Avoid that you're stressed and do something fun, which is, like, not really good for your emotions, but I do it anyway. So, like, when I'm feeling stressed, I'm like, you know what? Nope. And then I, like, go out and do something fun. Yeah. Um, but my typical response to, like, a lot of stress, I do this every single time, and I don't know why, and it's really funny, is I always stop what I'm doing. I go and wash my face. I don't know why. It's like a routine. I wash my face. I usually eat a snack Um. Sometimes. <laughs> This one's really funny, but sometimes, and this also is a weird fact about me that only my close friends will know is when I'm stressed, I like to bleach my shower. (laughs) Like, I get into this like cleaning mode, and so I, Mm because I feel like it's something I can control. It's like, oh, I can control how our bathroom is. So, I literally would like bleach the whole bathroom, and like, I'll clean the shower, I'll clean all the toilets, all the countertops, I'll wash my face. I'll get a snack. Typically, I'll take a shower, and yeah. then I'm, like, ready to go. So it's, like, the idea of cleaning is, like, a stress-relieving thing for me.
0: Yeah. Um, another good thing is to go, like, check in on people at least for a brief second because, like, um, my family is usually busy doing stuff upstairs mm-hmm. uh, while I'm working on homework. So sometimes I just pop go, up there. go pop up there and check and see what they're doing and then yeah. go back down. And you're like,
1: okay, bye. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think my biggest stress relief is cleaning, like yeah. making things clean. So cleaning the bathroom, taking a shower, cleaning huh. my face. I don't know why it is, but it is. Yeah,
0: I, 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 that's a good one. Um, I'll have to keep that one in mind. Keep it in mind. Yeah. Start cleaning next time. Some people
1: it works for them. Some people it stresses them out more. So.
0: Yeah. All
1: right.
0: Uh, where do you? Where do you feel like, uh, I think we touched this briefly, um, but more detail on it. Uh, where do you feel like God's going to be taking you after college? This is something I was just talking to
1: a friend about, um, like literally like two nights ago. Um, I am curious to see where God takes me because I don't really know right now. (laughs) Um, so I've been like praying about some next steps and I'm actually, going through my accreditation with the alliance so which is kind of just like sort of ordination I say sort of because it's like kind of weird terms um how they term it but basically like you're like become part of the denomination and you're like allowed to work with them like you're literally accredited to work with them Mm -hmm. and so after that then I have a couple options um and I Basically, what I'm supposed to do is do a two-year, like, residency program, which is where you—excuse me, I just yawned—where um, <laughs> you work in a church or somewhere for two years to get experience, and then they launch you as a missionary. So that's kind of where I am right now, but I'm kind of just, like, praying, like, okay, God, what are next steps? Like, are you wanting me to take time off and just, like, try to pay off debt? Um Clarkston has been a top option for me working yeah. in Clarkston, Georgia, but we'll see,
0: so. Yeah. Um, it, I think I'm in a similar boat in that um, my future feels like a big question mark after this as well. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I don't know, it's just the fact that it's a question mark kind of makes it a bit adventurous, kind of. Yeah, wait, it's
1: true. It makes you... It doesn't like necessarily stress me out, honestly. It's just kind of like, okay, what's next? You know. Some days it stresses me out. Other days it's just like I don't care. You know. I think it's because I avoid
0: it though, so that's probably why. Yeah, but I'm confident that God will show you where your next step yeah. is. Um. Uh, you mentioned that you that you've considered working in the 10 1040 window and although you haven't mm-hmm. uh decided specifically where in the 1040 window you'd like to work uh is there a culture you're more attracted to out um, of all of them i honestly i
1: <laughs> i don't want to say this because it's not necessarily always true until you know but like honestly so many different cultures are so attractive to me um the idea of anything with a rich culture so like I've been to India and I loved India because of how rich the culture is there yeah um I I honestly think I'm gonna end up somewhere in Asia or the Middle East um I don't really think North Africa is where like I don't really have any like knowledge of North Africa um Obviously, like, I'm willing to go there if the Lord sends me there. But I honestly think I'm going to end up in the Asian world. One, because I love Asian food. <laughs> um, I love spicy food. And two, like, that culture is so interesting to me because it's completely different. Like, yes, it's literally, like, none I've ever experienced. So, I kind of think I'll end up there. But also, like, I am pretty, like, attracted to... I don't know if attract is the right word, but, like, I, I love new culture. So, like, anything. Like, I yeah. literally could go over, like, 10 miles to a different city and be like, oh, my gosh, the culture here is so cool, you know? So, <laughs> I'm fine with anywhere, uh, you know?
0: It's interesting how you can – you don't have to go that far to experience a different culture. Yeah. Literally, like, right down the road. Yeah. To go a Walmart. Different culture. At, I actually had – culture shock during a a trip i took in the united states that was a bit surprising yeah
1: it can happen
0: um this is gonna sound really silly and i'm sorry to any northerners that (laughs) are listening (laughs) i'm done uh (laughs) but um i didn't know that restaurants up north do not serve sweet tea
1: wait no not at all not at all it's not like a thing
0: yeah and uh no i i literally so. like i literally like walked into a restaurant in the north and asked for sweet tea one time and they said uh we can either give you sugar pockets yeah that's what they do or give you um cherry flavored tea and i ordered the cherry flavored tea but it didn't taste like tea it tastes like kool-aid <laughs> <laughs> wait yeah Yes, and I was just – that's funny.
1: My mom, Yeah. we went to – actually, last summer, we went out to Washington State, and we went to the National Park, Olympic National Park. And she embarrassed me so much because we went to a restaurant, and she said, can I have sweet tea? And they looked at her so crazy, and I was like, Mom, they don't have sweet tea here. And, like, it wasn't, like embar- – <laughs> I said it was embarrassing. It was more of just, like, a classic. Like, my mom's such a Southern belle, so,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's proof I've rarely been out
1: of, out of the South. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's okay, though. The South is a sweet
0: place. Yeah. Um, but um, I uh, I do agree that Asian culture is really interesting, especially in terms... Um, back on the subject of different yeah, cultures. Yeah, yeah, I know, for sure. Uh, that Asian culture is very interesting in terms of, like, their way of thinking is more others based than our American culture Mm -hmm. and I think that's I think that's really cool because even though uh, there are benefits to having um an -hmm. individualistic mind of thinking I I feel like there's less benefits I agree I think
1: I think that culture is just, it just depends, though, on Asia, because there's some, like, countries that are so, they're becoming westernized and becoming, like, individualistic thinking. Like, more modern places in Asia, like Japan or Korea, um, China, very, very different, but still, like, not like U.S. So, I think it's really funny, because I actually was, when I knew I wanted to do missions, like, I was like pretty like shut like the idea of Asia was like shut off to me because I was like Asian culture is crazy it's super busy there it's really dirty there's tons of people that just doesn't sound nice and it like never was attractive to me and then I actually went to Nepal my freshman year of college and I had an opportunity to go I was invited um, kind of invited I don't know if I would call it invited actually, but I was on, I basically went on this trip and my whole view of Asia was changed there. And I've been going to Asia ever since
0: then. So, yes. Yes. Um, so, um, this isn't among the questions that I listed for you, but it's one that I think is very interesting. How would you compare? yourself now to who who you were back when you were a freshman (laughs) oh gosh I was so dumb as a
1: freshman I honestly I think back to my freshman year and it's kind of like a blur because like it's just so unreal that I've changed as much as I have Um, when I was a freshman I was selfish and I was just kind of like ignorant of like the real issues in the world, um, kind of just like, like I knew poverty existed. I knew certain things, but just like things I had no clue about, like social justice, environmental efforts or issues, just like things that I didn't know, um, have been completely changed. And like, I think my view of how God is, has changed so much that it's changed me. Um, in just so many ways, like, how I'm supposed to love people and how it's not an obligation or a project or strategy to love people, but it's, like, an enjoyment to, like, love people. Sometimes it's hard. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it really is. But, like, saying, like, God help me. And so it's just been interesting seeing that change. Honestly, I can't even give you specific things cause there's so many. But I definitely think the biggest one is a whole worldview shift has been changed in my life from individualistic self to realizing like
0: I'm not the center of the world yeah like it's not about me yeah um I I that's um that sounds really cool because it's interesting um you will never be the um a lot of people here are not the same person that they were when they first started oh, college yeah. and, I, and I I think that's I think that's typically a, a good thing. Um and uh and it's interesting cuz it's also cool to look back and see what caused mm. that change. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I started this show. So mm.
1: that's awesome.
0: <laughs> Um so um what is something you would share for any um possible freshman who might be listening? <laughs> Hi freshmen. Um I hope you're listening
1: and something that I wish someone would have told me my freshman year um is honestly like Honestly, now that I think about it, I don't know. I look back I look back at my freshman year and I say, like, oh, I wish I was different. But, like, I'm so glad who I was yes. because now I'm who I am now because of it. Yes. But any freshmen that are listening, college is going to get harder. Um, life is going to get hard. And it doesn't seem like it in the moment, but your life is going to, you're there you're going to have family issues in the next 4 years probably you're going to have relational issues, friendship issues, you're going to have all of these things, psychological issues. Yes. Uh you're going to need counseling so you better book something with Ricky soon. But knowing just know like the Lord is so faithful and he's going to you're going to have times where you feel like he is not with you and you're going to feel that maybe he abandoned you in some of those moments and knowing like God is always with us and for us and like even when you can't see him or feel him or you don't, like he's not speaking to you like the Lord is walking with you in every step. And so that's something I would say to freshmen is like just know like in your college experience like the Lord literally has your hand in his hand and is like guiding you along this path. Yes. Um,
0: And it's... The scary thing is that it's not always easy to see God's there, but the thing that makes it less scary is that the knowledge that he is mm. i I mean um um there are so many times in my life when God's taking me by surprise uh mm. you can say that again, I mean. It, uh, this might—even uh, in a situation where it didn't involve me specifically, uh, there was this girl who I saw get sick one time here on campus, and no one knew what was wrong with her and all that, but what took me by surprise is that— um, Um, one of the professors in the nursing department, uh, who's actually the mom of some friends of mine, which was pretty cool, but, uh, she randomly showed up out of the blue and was able to help this girl, and, and I'm convinced that was God in that situation, Mm -hmm. and that was just cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. What's a situation where God's taken you by surprise, kind of? Oh, man hmm
1: I that's a good question what's something where God has taken me by surprise um I think when I was overseas this summer so this summer I was actually in Myanmar um, which is Burma known as Burma to change the name to Myanmar right beside Thailand Yeah, Um, that whole area in South Asia, Southeast Asia. Um, I was in Myanmar and I honestly like knew the Lord was pushing me to go there, but I just felt, um, I don't want to say discouraged, but a lot of times I would just come back to my room with my friend who went with me and we would just be so heartbroken knowing like we're here for such a short amount of time, like our work is not going to be effective. Like, it's not about us, but it's about, like, the Lord and, like, praying that he can just, like, reach the people of Myanmar, praying that he can, um, like, fulfill their physical needs that, like, we couldn't do in six weeks, you know, or seven weeks. Like, it wasn't long enough for us. And so we would have to be there for, like, years and years and years to, like, do any impact. And so I just, like, prayed every day that, like, whatever, however we were there, that the Lord could use us for His good, even though it was so short. And the Lord was so faithful in that and surprised me so much. And all of the good that He did through us, and, like, literally none of it was us. Like, we... (laughs) Like, me and my friend, so Campbell Woodmancy went with me. And we talked, me and Campbell talked about it all the time of, like, we feel like we haven't done anything, but everything we've done, God has done. And, like, not even just saying that. Like, you know, you hear people say that, and they're, like, actually, I put in a lot of work. Like, literally everything we did was from God because, like, we were just living our lives there. And, like, we taught English, and we hung out with friends, and that was our life. And, like, we saw people come to know the Lord. Um, we saw people becoming interested in knowing who Jesus is. Um, We saw miracles happen. Um, So just, like, incredible things that the Lord just surprised me with, of, like, he can still work through us even if we feel that it's not good timing. Like, he can still use us. You saw miracles
0: happen, you said? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's interesting because, um, um... Everyone has, like, a different definition of what a miracle is. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Because. Yeah, that's a
1: good clarification.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, We didn't see Jesus walking on water. We didn't see people turning water into wine. Um, But some miracles that I saw there was, like, literally God changing people's hearts. Like, changing people's hearts to be open to the gospel. Like. Like. Um. Like, with
0: the Apostle Paul, probably not specifically, like, the Apostle Paul. But. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, for, like, that. Just, like, a radical change um, that I would see in people's lives that, like, were extremely Buddhist, um, had no interest in Christianity, um, being completely opposed to the idea to switch, like, their hearts just, like, being so in love with the Lord and, like, coming to know Him. Like, it was incredible and like was it able to happen without the Lord's hand in it. Um so just seeing yeah. that kind of those kind of miracles we saw people become healed um of of sickness which was incredible so
0: yeah. Um you know I always like oh no oh. I dropped a ring. Oh uh Oh it's back there. Excuse me a minute people. We're just trying to get a ring back in this I got studio. it. No worries. Yes. I found it. Woohoo, success. <laughs> uh but a lot of people think ooh I've never seen a miracle because I've never had a I've never like seen blind people who suddenly see or Wait, yeah, stuff it's like not, that it wasn't
1: like those kind of miracles. But, but oh those, those do although those do happen. Yeah, and that wasn't
0: the case for us. And uh, yeah, but and some people I've been guilty of this myself, but some people feel jealous of people who've seen miracles happen Mm -hmm. like miracles like that happen but forget that they actually themselves have seen miracles like exactly like um like having um someone in their life who was expected to be really sick, not be as sick as people originally thought. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's something that happened to my grandma, actually. Mm. And uh, she's now healed of that sickness, thank goodness. Yeah,
1: praise God.
0: But uh, just thank you for reminding me of that because Mm. we shouldn't feel jealous that there's people who get to see fantastic miracles yeah uh because just because it's nothing like that doesn't mean the things you've seen in your life aren't miracles Mm
1: -hmm. and i also think there's a verse and i can't quote it because i don't want to be heretical and say it wrong but there's a verse basically talking about like when we become just like obsessed with the ideas of miracles and healings power, like, that is, we're missing it. Like, we're missing the point of the gospel. Like, the point of the gospel is not having God's power in us, but it's saying, like, we are literally walking miracles. Like, we were saved through redemption from Jesus Christ. Like, we are miracles in itself. Like, able to have a relationship with God. Like, the fact that I can have the Holy Spirit inside of me is a miracle. Like, I should, like, in the Old Testament, like, if people in the temple, like, even approached God like they would die like they would like they would not live if they saw God's face yeah and so like the fact that we can openly communicate with the Holy Spirit that we can openly communicate and people saw Jesus like the fact that that even happened is a miracle in itself and like yeah we had to remember to like not take miracles and healings and power like yeah it's cool but like like that's not the point of the gospel. Like the point is the point, not that we're the, missing it.
0: the so. point that is that God loves you and wants a relationship th- th- with you and is just wanting you to see that. Yeah. And uh and yeah, I've I never really thought of salvation as a miracle before, but It is, man. You're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, It is
1: in itself.
0: I think that's kind of one of my reasons why, one of the reasons why stories where um, villains are reformed from bad guys to good guys are my favorites, Mm -hmm. and why the story of Apostle Paul is my favorite, because uh, some greater power um, ended up penetrating through the life of this person and turn them into something beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, have have you ever uh, well you have seen stuff like that yeah. according to what you said yeah for sure and uh, and there's just something amazing about that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah Um, oh, what was I thinking about there? Um, we're getting close to being out of time. We've got about three more minutes.
1: Okay, awesome. Three or
0: four more minutes. So, um, do you want to give any shout-outs to some of your TFC professors you've had here? (laughs) (laughs) Shout-out to my professors. Um...
1: I don't know. Like, I'm thankful for every professor I've had and what they've offered. Um, Do you have a
0: favorite? Oh,
1: that's walking on eggshells. I don't want them to hear it. (laughs) I don't, I don't have a favorite. I have professors maybe I can connect better with. Um, It's weird because I have favorite professors as in like my favorite person as a teacher. And then I have favorite like, professors like outside of the classroom like their yes. relationship to me is deep um honestly all of the professors in the gmd mean a lot to me um they just like yeah like relationally they mean the most to me um because i've had them and they've discipled me and shaped me and were nice to me even when I was stupid when I came in as a freshman so mm. um hey now I'm, I'm sure you're
0: not as stupid as
1: you're yeah, saying yeah that's just a strong word um but anyway so I love all the DMD professors I love Dr. Vena um yeah he's been an incredible professor I actually only took him for one class which was creation care um, but that class
0: literally, like, changed my whole world life, worldview on taking care of the earth, Then it, It's interesting. I'm actually taking that class and I was an online class, mm-hmm. uh, and, oh man, that, that class is just makes you think, cause... Yeah, which is good. Like, more classes need that here. Um... But it's interesting because I've talked with people about it outside of my class and they keep on giving X, Y, Z about how what I learned is wrong.
1: No, and that's not true. Here's the know. thing. Here's the thing that I learned from that class. And I listened to a podcast about this. People, people just take things with the environment in such.
0: So I, you may have you taken hermeneutics. Yes. Did you take it with Yunker? Uh not with Yunker. I took it with a different professor. I can't remember his name. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> Burris, maybe. N- no, it Here, was an adjunct professor. Okay. okay.
1: Either way, they talk about this, and I know Yunker talks about it. Probably all of them. When you have these certain lenses on, you see the scripture in a certain way. So, for example, if I put pink glasses on and the lenses are pink i'm going to see the bible through pink lenses and that's kind of like our opinions and so like it's important to take your opinions off and like put them to the side to like see what's real like what is facts and i think people do that with environmental issues is they put on these political lenses of like okay like politically like i'm to the left or i'm to the right and so like i'm going to see things through like the conservative side of things like global warming isn't real or
0: blah, well, well, well. Like, you know, they're going to see yeah. things from
1: that view and, like... But
0: it's... Yeah, because, uh, for example, there was this person I was talking about who I was talking about how... Um, you saw the documentary true cost right yes i cried the whole time um have tissues if you guys watch it by the way i think you can find it on netflix yeah netflix the best movie ever watch it um but in the documentary they were talking about how the fashion industry um like takes advantage of people from other countries yeah and it's terrible Whenever I talked with people, they assumed I was saying that all corporations like that. And, and that's not what I was saying. I'm aware that not all corporations like are like that. we're aware there's some
1: ethical. But, like, majority of the corporations, like, it's just the facts. Like, any big name, big brand corporation, H&M, Old Navy, Forever 21, like, yeah. you can look up their stuff online if like, what's up with that like you know you can see like facts about it so
0: and and uh i don't know it's just it, it's just it'd be interesting to like do a study about people's opinions about you the should. environment because and what causes then to like maybe say no none of this is true but yeah and And it's interesting because, like, one people keep on telling to me is that... I don't know if this is me just worrying too much, Mm. but um, they keep on reminding me that God will take care of it, and which is something I believe. I believe God will take care of the earth, and I know he will, but at the same time, I just... That doesn't excuse us from checking to see if Mm -hmm. God wants us to do more.
1: It is not an excuse to say God's going to do it. Yep. That's just like saying, oh, I'm not going to be a missionary because God can save people for me. Like, God has put us on this earth to be his workmen, his workers. He put us here to, like, do his good work. For example, like, the verse in Romans, it talks about, like, how will they hear if no one's preaching? How how is this going to happen if there's no one being sent? Like, how are they going to hear the good news? And so yeah. it's the same with the environment. Like, yes, God is sovereign and can interfere with the environment, but, like, God has put us here as his workers, and, like, he gave us a gift, and he wants us to take care of his land, and, like, that doesn't excuse us by, like, littering and saying, like, oh, God will take care of it, like. Yeah,
0: but it's also frustrating because, like, I want, to, I want to do my part to take good, better care of the land, but there are times whenever things like we're doing the more irresponsible thing is more convenient, which is frustrating. Cause...
1: And that is how
0: ugh, I so
1: messed up. And I actually read a book. It was a spiritual warfare book. And I was reading, and it was saying, like, in our modern world, like, Satan is working in ways where he hides it. For example, like people are buying clothes, and they have absolutely no clue that w- when they're buying their clothes, they are not loving people. Like they are like sinning, like and unawarely. We know we don't know. Like for example, when I go buy this shirt at Old Navy, I am I am creating or forcing a worker to be paid one cent a day to be abused in the workplace for my convenience and so i was yeah. reading a spiritual warfare book of saying like satan is working in so many ways to like hide the truth from us and so i think the biggest thing that we can do is advocate like you're saying now it seems inconvenient but just saying like try to buy stuff from thrift stores it makes it harder but like buy stuff from thrift stores it's not supporting or, large industries or secondhand st- stores like yes. uh like salvation army exactly like literally like it's it it may be inconvenient but like love isn't convenient like loving people isn't going to be convenient for us ever and like I think that's just something in America that we have taken convenience and put it as our top priority and like that's why fast food exists that's why like fast fashion exists like fast industries like you can get whatever you want in the matter of seconds on Amazon like it's all about what is convenient for me and like Yeah, You have to put aside your selfishness and say like I'm going to care about other people and like maybe I'm not going to have the clothes I love or I'm not going to have the exact food I want but like it's not about me man. (laughs) And it's
0: interesting because um I do not think the environment should be political but it has become political. It shouldn't be like why has it become so political like I don't and you know. I mean I heard one major factor for why evangelical conservatives get all touchy when someone mentions the environment is due to the fact that uh, people who support abortion support uh, caring for the caring for the environment and while, uh, yeah well yes abortions r- abortion it is, has nothing
1: to do with the environment yeah. yeah. I agree. I listened to this. I know our time's running short, but I listened to this incredible podcast and I actually want to say it. So any listener, so you, Meg, um, if you're interested, can listen to it. It was incredible. And so this is a Christian woman and she's coming from her perspective of saying like the only way like people are going to change in the church or outside of the church um, with ideas about the environment is if you put your political stances aside and look at the facts like the same way we look at math we don't think like oh well this this number supports gay rights and this number doesn't so it can't equal this no we just like look at the facts two plus two equals four like it doesn't change what stance you are like in the political scale like this is what is happening in the environment and like take it for what it is like don't like obviously
0: find your information from reliable sources like don't yeah, well, one thing that – oh, go go ahead and share that real quick. Yeah, let me yes. see if I
1: can find it. I think it was called – so it's a TED Talk. Um, you can find it on Apple Podcast. I honestly believe you can probably find it on um, Spotify if you don't have Apple yeah. Podcast. Um, but you can say what you're going to say because I need but, to find
0: it. Um, I was talking about it with my dad, and he said that when he was a kid – uh he heard people talking about the environment and saying that that uh there's going to be a global catastrophe where the world's going to get super cold and as a kid he was scared about that but when he got older that never happened and because of that because that happened to him as a kid, it makes him skeptical about mm. talk about global warming. And uh, it's interesting because mistakes people made in the past is also a big factor why there are people not listening right now because...
1: They're not trusting of it.
0: Because people were saying wrong stuff in the past and it's causing people in the present. Mm to be skeptical.
1: And I think that is the beauty of science that has happened over the years. And I think this is also an issue with the evangelical church of like science equals evil, which is not true. Like God has created science for good. I think it can get out of hand if you're not like incorporating the Lord in it. Yeah. Um, It's not all about science. It's not
0: all about like, you know. Yeah, and and all the it's also big not to panic about the issue too as well uh because yeah it's you might hurt your heart more by panicking about it Mm. as well i didn't oh here we go
1: hang on let's see i think this is it um i oh gosh i don't know if this is it i think it's potentially how to turn climate anxiety into action. Oh, I know exactly how I can find it. I sent it, this link to someone, and I can pull that up. Um, I think something I know we have to end this podcast. It's kind of gone all over the place from questions to the environment, but I'm okay with that. Um, just knowing, like, it's important to not take everything how do I say this it's important not to discredit science um, as a Christian and to say like science doesn't control my view of life but like saying like God has created science to be good and like using that um, I wish I wish I could find this link and uh, here we go the most important thing you can do to fight climate change, talk about it. Yeah. And so that's a great podcast to listen to. Um, yeah, I'm glad I was able to come on today. Thanks for yes. listening and
0: having me. Yes, I'm glad you got to come, Reagan. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's all the have, time we have for today. Thank you for listening to Curtain Call. This is Meg and Reagan signing off.